0: And welcome to the DM's Book Club we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role playing campaigns. I am incredibly excited today, folks, (laughs) because I have the one and only Sarah, CEO of Girls Run These Worlds. Like I've been following their their Twitter, their socials for like the last year going, they're so cool. And now I'm on a Zoom call with them and I'm just like, oh my God, Sarah, how are you? Uh,
1: Thank you so much for having (laughs) me. I am so good to be here. Uh, Not the first Zoom call I've had with you, but we can't talk about that project. I think mm-hmm. just yet mm-hmm. uh, but very soon maybe maybe by the time this comes out we should have maybe some little bits out Um, so I'm excited for that yes. Um, I'm doing so good thank you for having me here oh. this is exciting
0: yeah I'm so excited because yeah one of your earlier streams your Fandelba stream was a nominated for well, the whole network's so apologies it was nominated
1: for an award recently I wonder if you could talk about that before we begin yes so the Gamehers is an organization that Mostly, I think their big focus is kind of esports and women and femme presenting people in esports settings and collegiate esports and things like that. They do have like a token appreciation for TTRPG and AP streams, um, game designers, things like that. And so you're right. Uh, Girls Run These Worlds was nominated for the TTRPG campaign of the year, um, and we had asked like, is it one of the 22 streams yeah, that we had run one? this year? <laughs> during the nomination period and they're like no just everything and we were like okay sure that's great and then in addition to girls run these worlds my like the stream that i am the dm for because i don't run anything on girls run these worlds i'm the ceo and i'm one of the founders but um i did community cleric that will be coming back in the new year but um haven't yet run any games on girls run these worlds but i do run a game on vancouver by night called fandolin by night which is the module that we're going to talk about today which is a lot. Lost Minds of Fandelver. It is the starter kit, was, I should say, was past tense, the starter kit for Dungeons and Dragons um, for a number of years for fifth edition. And it was also one of the finalists. So it was like, I woke up one morning and my (laughs) name, my projects were listed. Two of my projects were sandwiched in between Abrea Iyengar and (laughs) Dimension 20. And it was the most surreal, one of the most surreal moments of my life. And I have birthed a human and <laughs> been married for 20 years so oh that's i think saying something yeah it was yeah. it was like,
0: pretty like, it was a pretty special day. it's in the top three you've put it there yeah
1: sure <laughs> it's up there yeah yeah that was that was pretty rewarding to yeah. see um I mean, I wasn't surprised at all to see Girls Run These Worlds up there. The work that we're doing there is tremendous. The voices that are being uplifted, the projects, the stories that are being told is all amazing. Yes. Um, it it was a bit of a surprise to see that what I consider to be like my little stream um, yeah. made it through to the finals. But the cast is uh, they go full costume. So I have an orange tiefling, a purple tiefling and a half orc and they go full full costume, full body paint. Uh, they filmed TikToks for a couple of hours afterwards. Um, wow. So like their TikToks are really fun to go watch also. But like if they're going to get body paint, they might as well. Might know, as do well, the other yeah. Show. But yeah, it was, um, you know, I considered it like our little thing and it made it to the finals with like, yeah, it was Dimension 20 and Abria Iyengar and High Rollers who, I mean, mm. is just, they put out such tremendous work. So mm. yeah, it, it was really um. It it was really exciting to see.
0: So let's talk about Lost Minds Scandal. but most people I think who will listen to this
1: will have come across Lost Minds Scandal in some of I form. hope so. Especially if you were one of those people who like watched Stranger Things or watched Critical Role and you, you had played maybe in high school or you had never played. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, this actually seems kind of fun. Like me and my friends have been looking for something to do. It's lockdown. It's, you know, April of 2020 and we're in lockdown. What am I supposed to do all day? <laughs> uh, I guess maybe I could go online and I've always wanted to try this this seems like fun and you know if you if you went to your local friendly local game store or you went online it has always been free on like the official D and D website um, at the friendly local game stores. I think you get the kit for $20 or at least it was $20 Canadian. Yeah. And it came with a set of dice, a core rule book. Like it was like a soft bound core rule book. And then the module itself and some pre-generated characters and some blank character sheets. So you had everything you needed in a little box because it's the starter kit set. I think sometimes we take for granted that Dungeons and Dragons and that most role playing games are very open sandbox worlds. Like you can do, if you want to play something ridiculous and hilarious, and like Dimension 20 does a totally different style of storytelling than Critical Role. And Role for Luck, which is on Girls Run These Worlds, is very kind of like open sandbox and vary just whatever the characters want to do. And the DM does have multiple ongoing plots, but whether or not the players uh, like to punish her by following through on those plots, you know, is something different. (laughs) Every table can be different based on what you want. And I really have appreciated that 5e allows, with a single rule set, A whole bunch of different things, but the starter kit Mm. allows people who are new into role playing games or Dungeons and Dragons in specific to get a little bit of everything. So there is good combat. There is great combat, but there's also puzzles. There's social diplomacy tasks You get to do a little bit of like, hey, are we, we're going to come across this abandoned manor. Maybe we could build it and have it as a keep. And what does that mean? But if we're going to have it as a keep, we have to become ingratiated to the city and the town. And we're going to have to get to know all the NPCs and we're going to have to get it rebuilt. Like you get to practice all of these different things. And I think the beauty of a starter kit is that it allows you to then decide, these are the things I really love in a game. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that I'm not super crazy about. So that when you go looking for something else, or when you take, you know, those level five characters and homebrew out a campaign for another two years, then you've got an idea of the things that you like to do. And I think specifically for me, you know, I do run it as a stream, as you mentioned on Phandal and by night, but I started because I played in high school, it had been 15 ish years mm. since I played, I didn't have a good time playing in high school, because mm. at the time, nobody I think was really talking about the different types of rules. And it was like 3.5, yeah. which was very min yes. Um and backo and stuff, which um, the guys keyword that I played with. Yeah, loved it. They were math nerds. Right. And they loved it, but they, I knew them because they were the backstage techies in our theater club. Right. Right. And I was a little bit, I called myself bitextual. I was a little bit like backstage, <laughs> but I could also be an actor depending on, you know, what was yes. going on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they loved the crunchiness. They loved them in Maxine. And I did not appreciate that. I wanted to come in and do the role playing. And they were like, I don't really want to be in the city. Let's, let's burn everything down. Yeah. And I was like, you can't, And so I didn't, I didn't have, they never made me feel inferior. I don't have one of those stories, you know, that so many women, femme presenting people do have, um, but I never really loved it. And so when I came back to it, summer of 2019, my real life bestie wanted to play and our kids were both 10. And that's a good, good age to start doing something. uh, And so we picked it up and I had never been a DM before. I had watched a few episodes of Critical Role recently, like recently to starting up. I think that was part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, But I picked it up and I worked my way through it. And that game is still going. We've been, we're three and a half years into that game. Um, They've just hit level 15 and they're going into like the final arc of the world. I think Lost Minds of Phandelver has a very special place in my heart because it was the start of my home game. Yeah. It's what I base my stream on. But also, I think page for page, I've said this before, I don't think it's a controversial take. Page for page, I think it is the best module that D&D prints because it has something for everybody.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I completely agree with that because I played through it again, one of my first campaign <laughs> was this, And it was very interesting because we, cause obviously we finished it, and I, I'd been obviously it's been several years now. So when I went back to it, I obviously discovered. That wasn't the ending thing. <laughs> I think the GM just then was like, I like this. I'm going to go off in my own direction. And I never knew right. the true ending as a result. But it was... Right. I mean, what I love about it is that, first of all, the DM's advice it gives, like the rules to game by, very straightforward, yeah. very ob- you know, obvious. It's not the word I'm thinking of, but it's like, here's some stuff to think about. Are you thinking about difficulty yeah. checks? Do this. You know, Don't think about it. You don't need, like you said, it's a softback book, but you don't need if you want to have the hard copy, absolutely fine. Yes. But just don't worry about it. And I don't think that gets talked about enough because right. you, you always talk to people who are like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to DM. It sounds scary. You know, I think if you just read that section, you yeah. feel empowered to do it. And it's and a lot of it is it's interesting because the plot line itself, obviously you start off, everyone knows about this, the goblin ambush. And then of course. You, as soon as you get to the village, suddenly then it opens up into all these little leads. Which, yes. Like you said, I don't think any other published module, like adventure module, does it as well as like, as contained? And yeah. before circling back to sort of the final arc of that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Storm King's Thunder, which was the, um, I think it was like the Adventurers League game for two, three-ish years ago, I think it does kind of have that and D&D publishes, you know, this, this box, the starter kit of which Lost Minds of Phandelver was the starter kit for a long time. It's just been replaced this year, not even that long ago, like oh. October of this year. Yeah. Um, but they also have released what's called the Essentials Kit, yes. which is, it's another like $20 box. It's not a huge investment, comes with another set of dice. This one comes with like a GM screen. So that's fun. Yeah. And you can pick up, you can either restart and it has another like level one to five adventure, which again, is more of kind of that you go into a town Leylon is, which is near Fandolin. It's all Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. It's all on the Sword Coast, and you know it's got a bounty board, and your players can pick and choose what they want, kind of mm-hmm. like that Acquisitions Incorporated style of, yes. of play, which so many people again, like another great game that brought so many people into, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I think I could do this, and so yeah, I, I think you're right, like. Wizards of the Coast has published other modules that are very similar. Um, but I think Lost Minds is just the characters are indelible. Um, the Rock Seeker brothers, there is so much room to play with. They don't have to be brothers. First yeah. off, let me say like the the Gundren, or the Rock Seeker sisters is, is a lot of fun to play with. Yeah. Um, I think the bad guy is pretty pretty impactful in Lost Minds of Phandelver and that there is a mid-level boss and then a big bad. Yes. And I think that also kind of sets up that idea of this isn't just one one story. Mm-hmm. If there's a mid-level boss and if there's a bad guy at level 5, that bad guy surely has a boss or knows some other well-connected people or that person is leveling up a couple levels above you and you're going to chase them for the next yeah. 15 levels and they're going to be the big bad of the entire campaign. I think it gives DMs a lot to work with. And like you said, I think, you know, the other piece about it is it speaks to a new DM. Like the manual literally says, if you're new, here's a hint you've been describing a lot probably of what players see but what about what do they smell and what do they hear and what are the other senses how are you going to engage those and i think that that's that's really 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 useful Mm -hmm. and then i think you know the other thing that it does well is it picks the most basic enemies and monsters that every campaign it starts with goblins that's Classic. it's a trope for a reason yeah yes. yeah yeah. and then one of the monsters is a beholder and like i know like it's just so much fun to get to experiment uh there's a flame skull in there like to get to experiment owl bears um and bug be- like there's so much um a banshee I oh, just, yeah, that, I, there's the classic creatures so mm-hmm. that you all get to walk away. And then when you go watch stranger things, you go, oh, I understand that reference. You're all of a sudden like Captain America. Oh, I understand that reference when you're watching <laughs> some, some other pop culture that's referencing it. Yeah. Or if you just picked up Lost Minds of over and played it, and then you showed up at Gen Con or Dragon Meat or PAX U. You would be able to have a conversation with anybody else that's there because you've yes. also had some of those like keystone experiences that, that we treasure about the heritage of this mm-hmm. game. And, yeah. But it all seem, seems fresh. That's so interesting, because again, he
0: says, there's one of these sort of, I don't want to say side quests, because I think it's all interesting that all the different sort of, when you get to Phandalin and you can, you've can you got choices to do stuff, if you go, mm-hmm. say, and uh, go to the manor house, which you sort of mentioned, and you rescue mm-hmm. the, the people in the basement, you find yeah. the connections to the town, but also she has a mini quest, which you might go on anyway, but you might also yes. miss that information. So it feels very video gamey in that sense, where you might pick something up, but not have that relative... Context clue unless you play it through again. So, I yeah. wonder, again, it's that sort of thing where I can see lots of replayability. If you were going to go, I want to watch one stream of uh, Lost Minds and then yeah. go, let's see how somebody else do it. I think because it's such a yeah. f- nice self contained story, which then yeah. lays the ground once you've finished it. I assume like you have done, finished this sort of this story. You're like, right, what else can we do with the town? Because the town itself, it's not necessarily connected to like, it's not Neverwinter or Boulder's Gate or anything like that. Right. It's like, it's just been recently, the last two years, it's just come mm-hmm. back. And I thought, well, that's so yeah. great. Because then you can easily add to it. It's it's up and coming. It's yeah. a work in progress. You don't have to have exactly. a huge history in your head about, oh, so-and-so, begot so-and-so, and all that sort of thing.
1: Really, and I think that that is, I mean, for me as a DM, The other reason why I go and find a module first is because, as mentioned, I'm a mom and I'm a wife of 20. My husband and I are about to celebrate 20 years together and I'm I work, you know, two jobs and I run a Twitch channel and I just find also being the age that I that I don't have all of the mental capacity to create and homebrew my own worlds. I like the existing lore because it gives me this like soft launch. And then depending on which characters show up to the table and what my friends are interested in, then we can go and do our own stuff and build out other stuff. So I remember like the first time we were getting ready to go to Neverwinter, I was like, Oh no um okay and i went and did like this deep dive of neverwinter lore and you know, I had the Sword Coast Adventurers guide, but it sure. didn't give some of the specifics I was looking yeah. for. And and I was really I was worried, like I didn't want to mess. Not that any of my players were like longtime d d lore enthusiasts. They would not have known. No. Um, and, you know, our version of Neverwinter has turned out slightly different. And and in my stream, Coneyberry, which is this like abandoned fort, essentially, I kind of took and homebrewed in my own thing where when you go through like the log fort doors mm-hmm. of Coneyberry, you step through a plane, like a portal that takes you to a pocket dimension. Oh. That is this place of like refuge for everybody who doesn't into the normal Sword Coast, Mm -hmm. um, like big cities. So it's full of like a 3D and Seder and my tieflings have found a home there. It's just this really cool little place that's a pretty big city Mm -hmm. uh, that isn't Neverwinter and it isn't Mm Waterdeep. And my stream team loved it so much that they they abandoned and Manor. They were like, I don't care about Vandalin. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm we're going we're staying in Coneybury. Obviously, that's where it's happening. Amazing. Um, and so, you know, I think now that I've played it a, through a few times, I am more comfortable kind of ad-libbing and improvising as we go. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely things that are the same in all of the a use all of the alternate vandalins that i've run and then there are things that i deliberately change from space to space to space to orient myself and my players mm-hmm. you know i'm really excited uh there is a new book wizards of the coast yes. just announced that they i'm going to claim soul credit i'm, I'm not <laughs> going to be humble here no i no, have been it. do it <laughs> such a lost wines of fandelver uh evangelist And there are so many people who are, that they have expanded the world and actually they're bringing out an entire, I don't think it's a campaign. I think it's a setting. I think it adds to the lore. yeah, Yeah. Of this unsuper specified, like, like there there is stuff about Waterdeep. there is some stuff about neverwinter but this expands the lore of like the other areas this is going to be tribor and Coneyberry and leylon and and i cannot wait to get my hands on that book look if there's anybody at wizards of the coast uh (laughs) that's listening and you want to send me a preview of that book i would be so excited um Christmas yeah, present I'm, for I'm, next year, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so so very much. Um it I might not even wait until next year. Uh it's it'll be out, I think, in summer is when they're saying and oh, some, oh, that's um, even I'm more
0: gonna, exciting. I think, you know, think it'll be what's coming out like. Uh, so much, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah obviously as you said you've run it so many different times mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. have a particular favorite part that you like to run or is there a particular counter that you always like I, i'd like to run this if possible if you see what i mean if there's a favorite bit to the to the story. yeah and don't worry Gosh, about spoilers you know, i think by this point if it's not the if it's not the start set you, you yeah. have your chance to play <laughs> you know you listen it's, to it's not even the starter kit
1: anymore right yeah. like um as mentioned so I have played it for my home game I have played it on the and by night stream we're we're just at Wave Echo Caves um, they're just in the final bits now uh oh. and I'm super excited for that and then I've also run it many 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 times as a teacher in my middle school and high school classrooms I ran it as the D&D club facilitator and stuff and so I've I've run it for kind of all ages mm. um There's a couple of ones that I really, really, really love. I really love Kragmaw Castle, which is kind of the like mid. Oh, combat's real. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do. I like that one. One of the best examples of getting to, you know, Keith Amon wrote that amazing book series. The monsters know what they're doing. Yeah if you haven't read them, it's really about the monsters are not just there to be beaten by your heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, They have their own rules and agendas and like things that they're trying to do. And I think Pregma Castle is one of the first times where your heroes might scope out and try to listen to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you get to imprint some of those ideas of, oh, you hear a couple of the bugbears talking about like, Uh, sending money back to the bugbear orphanage in their home community. And, you know, you get to see that the, some of the bad guys are not just mindless bad guys. They also are looking for some things. Hopefully your players will uh, explore the whole castle Mm -hmm. and get to come across the owl bears and, and understand why, like it's there, there for a super tragic reason. Like they're there as like blood sport against like baby goblins. It's like, it's a fucking horror show in there. So they get to like decide, okay, look, these, you know, what's going on. Um, I think the other thing of Phandalin that just is one of my, or sorry, the Lost Minds of Fendover. one of my favorite things about the whole module is whenever I meet somebody else who's played, Mm -hmm. I say, did your players rescue Droop? Yeah. Because I've come (laughs) to learn about 50% of teams, of parties, kill this goblin before they even get to know his name none of my tables have ever done that all of the tables i've ever played with have maybe also because like i as a dm you know kind of lead them guide them a little bit towards this uh little helpless creature and so you know in and by night we kind of code him a lot like elmo you know he's he's kind of like like a little kid and he's super adventurous and my half orc has like basically, a. Adop- she's got single mom energy. She's basically adopted On him. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, they've taught him how to fight and they got him armor and they take him around. And then at kind of the end of our season one, at the end of Kragma Castle, he levels up in my, my homebrew rule is that droop or sidekicks in general level up about a quarter of the speed to which a regular, a player yeah. character does. And so they hit level four, he leveled up to level one and he chose based on the party and based on who he had found himself, um, really interacting with and based on like, you get to flavor him different every time he took a level in cleric, oh. um, and they didn't have a cleric. And so it was just like this very sweet moment of him running up and and hugging the half orc. her name is Graja. And, you know, I got to describe like you feel his tears uh, wetting your neck um, and then they get very, very warm. And all of a sudden you just feel a little bit better. And, you know, but getting to like explore that that he cast your oh. wounds on her. And it was just like this very tender moment. And so, yeah, I always I love Droop. And I'm always curious, like if you're a psychopath table that kills droop, I just don't trust you out of the gate anymore. You're... Yeah, that, that's fascinating I, I wonder, again, it's that sort of thing where I wonder if you
0: could get like telltale stats at the end and it's like, did you do this and like work mm-hmm. out, and, you know, nus number of players did this, that sort Yeah. Because yeah, because I think the book itself, it buries the lead a little bit because there's talk about uh, Droop earlier and they go, oh there might be a goblin yeah. that can help, and it, yes. it's only until you get to the castle is it talked about the thing, and you're like, I wish that was a little bit earlier because I think mm-hmm. myself as a GM, I might have missed that on the first read through, but when I was making mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh god, yeah, that's a, that's a cool little thing to have a yeah. sidekick that can help you out later on but yeah yes. I, can, I can imagine
1: it people missing that straight away like you said yeah the actual wording is like any character who listens at the doors hears several gruff voices issuing demeaning commands in the goblin tongue like lick the floor and roll like a dog the bugbears here are bullying their goblin slave and i mean Right away, because also as a DM and usually for newer players, you go, Hey, do you want to go into that door? Do you want to just listen? Like that's part of Mm. the fun. I think of, of any starter kit. I think it's something that all good DMs should do when you have a new player Mm. is take the time. You're not, you're not telling them what to do. You're helping them to understand all of the choices that they have Mm -hmm. in a game and with their characters. And so, you know, when, when you hear, Oh, you hear gruff voices coming through the door Mm -hmm. and then they'll go, well, I want to listen and see, okay, well, does anybody here speak goblin? And, you know, and then it's like, oh okay well now the the choices that i made Mm. way back at character creation matter Mm. and then okay well maybe somebody speaks goblin what if we what if we spend 10 minutes and cast tongues or uh, languages languages. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. um you know then what would that do and then as soon as everybody walks in you know the box that it describes the barracks contain four roughly built wooden bunks three tall furry humanoids are lounging among the mess sparking orders at a sad little goblin that demean Itself for their amusement, mm. your sudden appearance causes the goblin to faint. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And,
1: <laughs> and so I'm on this um, Lost Minds of Fandelver DMs Facebook group because I'm a millennial. So Facebook's still a thing for me. <laughs> and somebody in the group asked, like, I'm distressed. I think is what they said. Is like, I'm distressed. My party killed Droop. Oh. Um, and I was trying to convince them not to. How do you get your party not to kill Droop? I don't want this to happen again. And about half of the DMs were like, who's Droop? And about half of the DMs were like, Burn the whole table, kill them all, start all over. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh oh, and wow. it was really um interesting. So, so now it's one of my favorite questions when I hear somebody I has that. has played. Like, what do you do? And then do you set him free? Do you use mm-hmm. him? Um there was one of the groups that I read about used him as bait later on and sent him. You find him in Trezendar in the like underground basement of trezendar manor and there was a group that sent him into cragmaw castle and essentially installed him as like a puppet dictator once they killed king roll like it's <laughs> there's endless possibility awesome. and i think that is one of the things that i love the most about lost minds of fandelver is when you talk to somebody who's played strahd it's like we died at this point or we made it all the way <laughs> and it's like one of two things we tried to seduce Strahd or we joined Strahd. Like, there's no (laughs) other ending to Curse of Strahd, you know? Like, those are the two endings. Um, And every time I talk to somebody who's played Lost Minds of Fandelver, it ends differently for every group. And I love that. I think that that is the true signature of a very well-crafted story. Mm. No, I love...
0: I'm thinking about the other encounters. So one that I really... That stuck out for me was, you mentioned it earlier, the Banshee encounter, where you're just... You're sent out to go and ask question of the banshee yes which again i love that as a social puzzle thing because it's it, you, so good because you don't again the players they were like you could ask that question or <laughs> another uh, uh side character could be like hey i need you to ask this question instead and then kind of yes. ask the players what to do and she'll only answer one and i yes. just quite like that because again they could eat easily like you said there's so many ways to go about it they could just go kill the banshee and not never yeah. know uh, yeah. or have that sort of thing and i think because it Again, with the starter set, this 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 particular one, obviously, a lot of the uh, leveling up is through XP, and it talks about it in great right. detail. Not maybe not as relevant anymore, but it's just interesting <laughs> how definitely in this. Uh, module. It talks about rewarding players for non-violent and non competitive yeah. ways to solve things, and that's because obviously when you sit, when you describe a banshee, and if you know about banshees, you're like, oh, yeah. this is bad. But yeah. like, to d- get players to do that, it's I always find that really rewarding mm-hmm. as when they when they come up with creative things that don't go right. What have I got on my character sheet? What can I do? What, yeah, I'll roll this to hit all that sort of thing. So I think the banshee one for me was really
1: interesting because it's it's quite short as well. But I can it easily is. make, I can it, make doesn't it. Doesn't it have a map. No, map. no map. Yeah. Map. Yeah. So I have a Fantasia. So I don't, I can't draw images in my brain. So maps for me become a real lifeline. Like if I'm playing with a DM, who's like, um, we're not going to use maps. It's all theater of the mind. I'm going to step out of that campaign. That's, that's not a good fit for me as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always make sure that there is some kind of map or some kind of visual reference for any players that I play with as a result but yeah agatha the banshee um oh. I think I think she's so interesting and you know again with everything you can homebrew more you don't have to just take what's on the page um and so I've made her you know one of the other adventures is the old owl well and yes. there's this like uh necromancer who's you yeah, know great. Uh,
0: absolutely great common <laughs>
1: oh bonkers um I've made agatha his ex-girlfriend <gasps> in several of my yes. adventures absolutely and so when when playing Players come across him first and i always the zombies generally always have to be somebody that they know uh there has to be a zombie in there that is a zombie that they know it's going to be one of the rock seekers mm-hmm. or it's going to be if they never found sildar at the beginning it's going to be zombie so sildar good. you know Fandolin by night went was unhinged and um <laughs> got uh Fandolin got run over basically um everybody fled this, the town, the town is abandoned again. Um, and so they get to, you know, hum and Kost and, and the old LL and they realize the zombies were the NPCs that they had interacted with in Phandalin, oh, but not man. until one of them was already like halfway through re-killing them. And then it upped the stakes because where did you get these people? Where did you reanimate them? Mm -hmm. Okay, now they're connected to the orcs at Wivering Tor, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, which is like, you can just, everything can be quite interplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. Um, but yeah, Agatha, the Banshee man, what a fun gal to get to play her. And I I don't know why for me, her voice is always, you know, the mom from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. That is her voice. Always. <laughs> yes. That's always going to be her voice. Wow. It's his mom um, from Big Bang Theory. That's, that's always her voice for me. I have had recently. Mm. So Along with Girls Run These Worlds, which is you know uh, TTRPG actual plays on Twitch and YouTube, we also have started a publishing yes. company called Girls Write These Worlds. You know we've got a theme we're sticking to it, <laughs> and um, our very first uh, zine is coming out in January, January nineteenth, twenty twenty three, and. Uh, the theme is rebirth and new beginnings, mm-hmm. and one of the the selections, one of the writings that we've picked, is a redesign of the Banshee Ancestry, oh. um, and it is so good, and I cannot wait to run my next session of Lost Minds of Fandelver oh. simply because I'm going to reflavor Agatha in this yeah. ancestry redesign because you know, like the idea of like a shrill woman who can chill your soul Mm -hmm. seems a little bit outdated to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't realize it until I saw this pitch for like a new ancestry design. And I was like, Oh no, this is so much better. Maybe, you know, yeah, I, I I don't want to spoil it. Uh, no, I want don't people to read it. it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it it it, it might uh, play into if you're looking to play Lost Minds of Endover, audience, maybe pick up that pick, pick up that sign that Banshee <laughs>
0: Ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that when you can read something, you go wait, and that changes everything that you've yeah. just come across before. Going back to your maps comment, so each mm. of the sort of important locations has yeah. a decent sized map, and it's very well. Yes. You've got you obviously a small cave at the beginning. You have got the manor castle, and then. Big Mm -hmm. f (laughs) off cave at the end, yes, with a whole manner of things, so you get your dungeons element out of it straight away. And yes, on top of that, as well, I like you were saying about that sort of mid level boss and stuff, so much political intrigue. Which for me, when I played it through, I was like, and again, maybe because it was so long ago, and I was like, oh, when we discovered like the letter from the black spider, like, wait, that's somebody else, who's that person, and then having to go around and pick up the clues, and it. It builds this beautiful web, and I think all of it is little seeds of stuff. And even then, this idea of factions yeah. and like uh, like a big group or or a, a gang of some sort like taking over. That you yes. get that some of the NPCs are related to or in connection with, like the Centaurum, yes, also, that sort of thing. And then if you do a side quest for them, they might recruit you again for later on beyond the subset. I was like, that's such a nice way because when I was definitely presented with that list of factions, I was like, you know, Sword Coast Adventure, all that stuff. I was like, oh no, I don't know anything
1: about it. Here. It feels overwhelming. Yes. And this is just, like you said, it's just those little breadcrumbs to get you started. You don't have to haul the whole game off to that side. It's just going to get you started so that when you're feeling more comfortable, your players are feeling more comfortable, you're ready to start ad-libbing a little bit, then you're there. And that's one of my favorite in PCs in this um, is. You know, I love Silver hunter I think I think he's Great. super underplayed. The fact that he's a member of the Lord's Alliance, mm. uh, which then opens up doors in much okay. bigger places that you can throw his name around. But also, one of my other favorite NPCs is Ride-off, uh, yeah. the Druid that you come across outside of Thunder Again, Tree.
0: Amazing, just like randomly like keeping like keep out signs, which nobody yes to.
1: <laughs> yes. And that idea of you know, okay, here is a, yet another NPC with a another kind of faction piece behind them that gives just more role play. If you're, if your characters are interested, mm-hmm. um, we happen to have a druid in our home game. My daughter, my 10 year old at the time was playing a druid and meeting Rydoth off for her. She was, you know, like a level two druid meeting Rydoth, off this like arch druid um, who could like just travel around on their own was so cool for her mm-hmm. that her character ends up like going to, I forget the name of the, what's the Druid? The Emerald. Oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Rydoth, It's like a nature Druid, you know, kind of like the Zentarum, essentially. Yes, and yes. my daughter's character ends up going off and like joining them and, and gaining a couple of levels in Druid on her own because, you know, during downtime, that's what she wanted to go do. And I think that that's, there's just so many pieces. I can't, I can't name them all. We'd be here, you know, for so long. (laughs) Hours. (laughs) Um, Yes. I think the other thing that I really liked about Candelver is if your party is really on it and you guys are going to sit down, you can play this whole thing as a one shot. It'll take you about five hours, five to eight hours. If you guys are like, really, this is what we're doing. We're busting down doors and kicking goblin ass. And this is what we're doing. My fandolin by Night stream is, mm. we're, I think, 78, 80 hours into it. We're wow. not even, we've just started way back Cave. Yeah. There is so much space to expand it as long as you want. Mm. Um, and I think that that is the other thing that I really appreciate about it is that you could take pieces. If you're already, if you're playing a campaign that's already established, You can go to this campaign and take an encounter and use it somewhere else. It is easy to level up. It's easy to level down you can drop it into almost any campaign um, in the same way that like um, tales of the yawning portal all mm-hmm. of those like old vintage dungeons yeah so you can citadel, pop those kind of anywhere sunless citadel aster yeah. tomb of uh tomb of horrors yeah, tomb um, powers, like yeah. all of those things mm-hmm. um you know that you can pop in anywhere i think that that's true for fandelver also i Agreed. don't think you have to start a campaign here and i don't think it's only for new players no. it just happened to have been part of the starter kit that's something
0: i definitely want to emphasize uh, even if you've played other things and you've never played the mm-hmm. uh, starter kit it's not for new players like yeah obviously as a starter kit it has the intro to how to dm etc like that you can easily you know bring your own characters like you said level it up and still have a really nice contained like session, which you can can homebrew as well, and and it's. I was going to ask you about that as well. Like, obviously, your your show, like, you says almost like eighty episodes, and yet you've only just getting into that final arc. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there? A, do you think there's a sweet spot in terms of number of sessions for this particular one? That you said you do know, like you could do it in five hours,
1: possibly, or you could, Do you think there's a sweet spot for out of all the times you have run it? I have never found a sweet spot. Um, I will. It's also worth noting that mm-hmm. I have never really played a consistent 4 hour game. Um so Fandolin by night is a 2 hour stream. Mm-hmm. Um when I play to facilitate for middle school and high school clubs we play it during lunch. So it's like a 45 minute game oh, that we once a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, you know, like uh like a combat can take like when we're doing Cragmaw Castle, you're only getting through one room. Yeah. You know, yeah. um and you have to be I think it also helps you to streamline as a DM. Yes. Um, you know, I tell my kids like, Hey, we're going to be in combat. I'm setting a timer on my iPhone. You get two minutes wow. to, to play your whole turn. So know what you're doing, pay attention to what the mm-hmm. others around you are doing. We're here to to kill some goblins, be engaged with us in this. And It doesn't take out the fun. And in fact, Mm -hmm. like, especially I think for that middle school age, encouraging the kids to really be active listening Mm -hmm. um, from like, as a former drama person, as a theater person, that is the skill that you need if you're going to succeed in, in acting and theater and dramas. You have to be able to listen and comprehend and play off of the people around you. Yeah. And so, I think that that there are there are so many other skills that come along with TTRPG that I'm sure you have talked about in length on this show <laughs> that you know that are so good. But I mean. I play in shorter bursts because my attention span is not a three hour. I would struggle Absolutely. at a three hour. Or I think I, hour yeah, I, I'm definitely yeah. like we
0: need a break every hour when I'm yes. DMing because I need just to yes. like declutter, get rid of the you know the RAM, yes, undo that, empty cache, cetera, Yeah.
1: And also, I just find for me, I ad lib a lot, even, yes. even with a module, I'm ad-libbing a lot. And I am not a person who takes notes as I oh. DM. No, what? no, what? you're busy acting. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm busy actually playing with my players. I'm not taking notes. I have so much admiration for DMs who do. Oh, um, it's one that. of the reasons I actually, it's my cheat sheet of why I love streaming the most. Mm-hmm it's because I can go back and watch it. it. And I'll be yeah, like, it's great. I don't remember this at all. This was great. <laughs> oh, um, I'm that so has happened good. so yeah. many times. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, Oh, I do not remember the last hour of what's happened. It's okay. I can go back and watch this and like t- scribble down a couple of notes and be refreshed. And so Lord help me if I ever had to do longer than two hours and I was not streaming. So I didn't have a record of it. <sighs> that's, that's rough, man. Yeah. I, I, I hats off to dms who can do it it's not me
0: well no and i think more and more people now because again thanks thanks in a way to the pandemic that we are streaming more and more people are online using places like zoom and stuff like that it's so easy to get a record of yes you know it's not it's not again some people might not prefer it but for me yeah. it has opened up so much mm-hmm. in terms of like what well, you know i I yeah like you said i can re-watch the end of the session mm-hmm. going okay we did roll an initiative or oh yeah. i did give them that item etc yes. and it's just so useful being aware of time i want to ask you one final yeah. question okay. so obviously i asked you what your favorite bit was or, or most a mm-hmm. bit to run is there mm-hmm. a bit that that you've changed the most, or one bit that you never include at all in the starter set in the in Lost Minds Pendelver, whether it's because of a taste thing, people never get it, like get to that path in the story or have you always um, had bits of it in everything So you, you talked before about changing the the sneak of brothers to a different thing which i absolutely love yeah. hadn't even considered yes. that and i'm like already I'm like oh well that's the, I, as soon as i run this absolutely they're going to be yeah. sibling yeah. sisters, the sisters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah why not i will say that the stream never went to thunder tree yet i they might uh, but they skipped it mm-hmm. um they did not go uh they had some other things going on to be fair yeah. um I think the thing that I change the most is Wyvern Tor, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be like this. It's supposed to just be like orc combat. Like it's just like a drop-in, you know, no prep combat situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I found this really beautiful map. And so mine is like a cavern underneath kind of wyvern core oh, and cool. kind of gives the start of like an underdark to see if players might be interested Ooh. in like hitting up meso bands. Nope, not going to be able to pronounce it right now. I'm uh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, I think. Uh, and, you know, and so it's the map is like full of like bioluminescent fungi oh. and crystals that glow on the walls and things. And And uh, yet again, it's another good time for the monsters know what they're doing. They have a purpose for being here. And they are in my version, they are a pack of orc scouts that are trying to keep an umber hulk population in control because if the umber hulks get out, they do a lot of damage. And so if you go in and slaughter all the orcs, the umber hulks we'll get out Amazing. and we'll do damage to that area of the tribe or trail. Now what danger have you wrought to everybody because you you know didn't stop to think through what are you doing here? I mean I think that also kind of goes to, you know, further this idea that I think Wizards of the Coast is starting to make really great steps that orcs are not always bad guys and and getting away from some of those kind of racial connotations that existed from legacy editions. Um, And so uh, I really love anything where it's orcs or goblins, tieflings, anything that had like a legacy negative connotation to it. I'm always going to be especially minded to, you know, put in one of my favorite tables that I have in my DM binder is a table of like uh, meaningful trinkets. So I'll just say, roll a 10. If you're looting, roll a D10. And one of them is like, a letter with like a picture of the baby sister um one of them is a lock of hair from a relative one of them is a letter to mom apologizing for running away from home like it's things to really make you regret killing yes. uh somebody love it's it. the coolest table I love uh, that for table. mental anguish and uh, I'll send you the link to it um that, it, that sounds amazing oh, it's oh. so good it's so good um and so you know I think whenever you can layer that stuff in and it makes 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 the world richer. The players that I play with, from kids to adults, all are that much more invested in the world. Agreed.
0: And yeah, I I definitely see that when I was reading it for you, again, it is obvious time in that sense of like it's all from (laughs) goblins and they have the same, but I agree. I I love the idea of expanding more so you hear that other side of them. (laughs) And also like, this idea that there's different political things going on as well. So obviously at the <laughs> beginning, you know, there's <laughs> like, I'm, they're going to try and get one over on the others later on. So you could, yeah. you know, there's there's more to it there. There's more of an agenda. And yes. so really leaning into that for me I was like oh that'd be really cool as well but yeah yeah Well, um, oh, what Sarah.
1: we've run out of time oh, oh man just... this was so much fun I, know. I could talk about this module for hours because I, I think it's so good
0: it's so funny because sometimes when I ask hosts uh, guest host to come on and they're like do you have a topic and then about like, oh, I'm not so sure what you've done you were just like I've got it and I was like oh yeah well you know yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I was very <laughs> and I was very excited to do this because I, I think there's something about starter sets and I was I love when a new event right. comes out I'm like oh I'm gonna play yeah that. I, this I was so glad to go through it and then for me I I'll tell you the ending we had, yeah. which was like we released some giant that was tied down on a on a thing. We're like, oh, it's isn't pay, we'll undo it. And then of course it gets up, goes mad, and rocks fall and everyone dies. And that was the end of our campaign. Awesome. And it was it was great, but we were awesome. Like, so can we play again next week? Like, well, your, your character isn't alive anymore. And I was
1: like, Yeah. Oh no. Will we be finished by the time my no, family campaign don't gets no, oh, no, 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 I don't want to spoil it. Uh when I come back for part two, uh, we'll we'll spoil that part. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds excellent. Uh, but as we're sort of rounding off, Sarah, uh, is there anything yeah. you'd like to plug? Where, If you're, you know, obviously this might be the first time people are hearing about you and Girls Run These Worlds. Where can we find your stuff? Where can we find your streams? And yeah, please signal boost and promote away.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my name is Sarah Moore. You can find me at more ad uh, for twitter for if it still exists when this knows. airs um, <laughs> yeah. who knows at, at all the social medias really um, but you can also follow me at girls run worlds or at girls run these worlds on twitch our website is girlsruntheseworlds.com. we tell a whole bunch of stories if you um, have been listening and you have been thinking about maybe streaming but you're overwhelmed uh, and you're feeling um, intimidated by the process of okay i've got to get a producer i've got to deal with an overlay what about graphics what about advertising how do i handle financials how do i set things up we do all of that so that people could just show up and tell stories um that is that is what our commitment was was we wanted more stories told from feminine and women perspectives and so we agreed to do all of the back end work so that these stories could get told um and we accept pitches from everybody from brand new dms to very experienced dms it doesn't have to be DD. uh it could be alien for example huh. what be- Oh. An RPG for example that's a wild <laughs> idea. Um it could be whatever system you are looking for including you know maybe homebrew your own system yes. maybe you're an indie game designer. Um we work with uh, game designers all the time to bring their streams to life. Uh so if you're interested girls run these worlds is the place you should go and look. Um if you're interested in watching a bunch of different things we happen to have our holiday one shot week is coming up yes. December 16th to the 23rd. Uh it is two shows a day every day for eight days 16 total shows that are a variety of um, settings and rule sets and they are all going to be fun the casts are stacked so uh, oh my gosh there is some amazing casts in that group um, we have everything from like worldwide wrestling rpg to that one's going to be a lot of fun um to ink to bluebeard's bride which is the ultimate like femme so horror good. campaign um and we have a couple of DD streams uh kind of like a christmas carol stream if i'm not totally totally mistaken there fiona (laughs) maybe Um, yes (laughs) i think and i think i'm one of your players in that i could be wrong um so yeah you can come and catch fiona and i doing that um but we we stream them um, in the kind of evening UK time and then a different show in the evening US time. So so you, there will be something on in the evening your time mm-hmm. from December 16th to December 23rd all week. I,
0: I can't recommend Girls Run These Worlds enough because again, because of the variety of, of RPGs at such a mm-hmm. high quality as well. Um, if you're like, oh, I wonder how that game works. Check out one of their vods, check mm-hmm. out one of their streams because you mm-hmm. always get something go, oh, that's like, that sounds like a good game. And yeah, I just, like seeing the stuff coming up for the holiday stuff. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. all these games look amazing. I guess mm-hmm. I'm not doing, I guess I'm just not working or doing anything that I'm just gonna have to watch
1: switch <laughs> on in the background. It's so. it, it's <laughs> one of the benefits to working at home is I get to just always have it on in the background. Uh, so what a benefit. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Sarah.
0: Uh, and we'll have to get you back on again because we'll have to do more starter sets or more, mm-hmm. more things and just compare. And compare I would love back. to. But yeah, we will do that. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me we